Hello everyone, this is Tiffany with Shining Light Ministries, back in the beacon to read another chapter of the Bible with you all today. So glad to do it. Stay tuned. We are going to do John chapter 5. This is Tiffany's show for Shining Light Ministries. Let's devotion together. Tune in. All right, John chapter five today in the beacon where we read one chapter of the Bible a day and we do it as a community, you know, eliminating that overwhelming feeling. You sometimes make it when you pick up the Bible and you just don't know where to start. Okay, this gives you that, gives you a, a place to start and it gives you a community to do it with. Okay, so get in that spot where it's just you and the father, where you can have an intimate conversation by reading his word of God, reading the word, him, you know, and getting to know him again through the word of God. Get in that spot, okay, where you can concentrate on you and the Father, where uh, the Holy Spirit can reveal things to you because he knows the heart of the Father. Get in that spot where you can have that intimate connection with him, no matter where that is for you, okay? So let's invite the Holy Spirit in. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place, in us, to do what you want to do and however you choose to do it. Whatever that looks like for us on a personal level, whatever it looks like for us on a collective level, we need you, Holy Spirit, to reveal the heart of the Father so that we can make those right steps towards our book of destiny. We need you, Holy Spirit, because you lead and guide us to all truth. Well, the truth is Jesus, and we need you to lead and guide us to the truth, which is Jesus, because he's the way, the truth, and the life. All right, we need you, Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in the right direction and reveal the word of God to us so we can get to know him on a deeper level. We don't want to just look at words on a page and take things, everything literally. We want to get the spiritual meaning behind these words. We want to get the revelation behind the words and we want to know how to apply it to our everyday life. And we need you to do that. You are a necessity. You are not an option. We absolutely need you to have your way. In Jesus' name, we ask it and we pray and we thank. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, let's go ahead and get started and read the Word of God. Again, this is John chapter 5. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Whatever translation of the Bible that you have, go with that, whatever works for you and however the Holy Spirit ministers to you, okay? This is John chapter 5. Again, this is the New Living Translation. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was, a was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man, Who was cured? 
You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, The man who healed me told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that? They demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, My father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he had not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. For just as the father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he has given the son absolute authority to judge, so that everyone will honor the son, just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from dead, death into life. And I assure you that the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. The Father has life in himself, and he has granted that same life-giving power to his Son. And he has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the Son of Man. Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son, and they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life, and those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid, but someone else is also testifying about me. And I assure you that everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need of human witnesses, but I say these things so you might be saved. John was like a burning and shining lamp, and you were excited for a while about his message. 
But I have a greater witness than John. My teachings and my miracles the Father gave me these works to accomplish, and they prove that he sent me. And the Father who sent me has testified about me himself. You have never heard his voice or seen him face to face, and you do not have his message in your hearts, because you do not believe me, the one who sent he sent to you. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me because I know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you in my Father's name and you have rejected me. Yet if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet it isn't I who will accuse you before the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses in whom you put your hopes. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? And that is John chapter 5. It's an absolute powerful message. I absolutely love this chapter. I absolutely love it. And I, you know, I like how we get to know God by knowing and embracing his son, Jesus, and how Jesus confirms that, you know, Jesus reveals um, you know, that he and God is one of the same. So therefore, you know, we can't claim to know God if we don't recognize his son, Jesus. And if we don't know Jesus, then we are just like the Pharisees, right? Full of religion and no connection to God whatsoever. I love how Jesus makes that connection and that revelation for us so that when we hear those things in the world, well, you know, how people, you know, have this connection to God, but I don't believe in Jesus. Well, then they don't really believe and God, or if they're believing in God, it's definitely not the God that you and I serve. All right. Well, I'll uh, point out a few porch, uh, <laughs> a few torch lighters, and uh, then we'll uh, conclude. Okay. The first one is: What lesson do we learn from the layman about you know how excuses can stagnate our destiny? Okay. Again, what lesson do we learn from that layman? He was lame for thirty-eight years, sick for thirty-eight years. So what do we learn about how our excuses can stagnate our destinies? You can reread that portion of John 5. All right. Our next torch lighter here. Uh, review verse 7. You know, what is the power behind the bubbling of the water? Right. In the previous chapter, we read about this as well. So what is the power behind the bubbling of the water? You know, the bubbling of the water, they go in that water and get healed. But what is the power of the bubbling of the water? Or who is the power? Okay, who is the power behind that healing and the bubbling of the water? And then what does it reveal about one of the functions of the Holy Spirit? Okay. And then also our next torchlighter, just notice immediately. Notice immediately after the lame man was healed, the Pharisees or the Jewish leaders came against him. What does that reveal about what Satan tries to do 
immediately after we receive something from God. And whether it be a healing, deliverance, uh, whether it be something monetary, even if it's just a revelation about something, what does it reveal about you know, what he tries to do immediately after we receive something from God, okay? So go and reread that. Notice, immediately after, immediately after he picks up his bed, he's walking, he's healed or delivered, probably in his case, because deliverance is connected to our healing. The Pharisees, who are, who, you know, by the way, you know, their behavior, I have to put this little note in there. I know that, you know, this is not like a, a teaching, but their behavior, the Pharisees, the Jewish leaders, their behavior is being fueled by demonic forces. You know, they're feeling this way and this hatred toward Jesus and anyone who serves him. And that is fueled by a spirit. The spirit behind that is demonic. And that's what's fueling the Pharisees' behavior. So notice immediately after the layman is healed, the Pharisees are just on it and they are angry. Again, again, so they are angry. So what does that tell us about what Satan tries to do immediately after we receive something from God? Even if it's just a word, a revelation, okay? Healing like this Jewish leader. I mean, healing like the lame man or deliverance or peace or information or a confirmation of your destiny. Anything, okay? Also, one another torchlighter. And a torchlighter, by the way, for those who don't know, is just a shining the light on... Uh, a few things in uh, that we just read in the Bible, you know, just looking a little closely at it and uh, going over those things and answering those questions, you know, and applying it to our lives. So what was Jesus's warning to the man? What did he give? What warning did he give to the man that he had healed? And what does it reveal as key to keeping the things that God gives to us? Okay, so how do we keep the things that God gives us that Satan tries to take from us? What does he warn the man to do? And how does it reveal the key to keeping, or one of the keys to keeping uh, the things that God gives to us? All right, finally, <laughs> notice Jesus continues to do the work for the Father. He doesn't stop. He doesn't care. You know, he's coming against opposition and he continues to do the work for the Father. In doing so, again, the Pharisees hate him all the more. They are, you know, so angry at him continuing to do the work of the Father and they plot to kill him all the more. So what does it reveal about how followers of Christ, the remnant church, the ecclesia, the real true followers of Christ, giving their all to the Father, how does it reveal and how the world will treat us or how we are treated by others. Okay, that may have went on a little longer than I like, but um, again, I think these are very good points. It doesn't negate anything the Holy Spirit, you know, has popped out to you as key for you or has revealed to you. These are just some things for us to really focus on as we're reading the Word of God. One, so that we, you know, because the Word of God changes us. You know, the Word of God changes us for the good and we get full in it. Just so we retain that information. So we retain those things. When we look at these torchlighters, we notice the answers to the questions. We apply it to our lives. And we are really honed in on what John 5 really means. We're not just reading the Bible and going about our way. You know, oh, the Holy Spirit didn't reveal something to me today. This gives you, some, this gives you something to focus on, plus the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And like I stated in the previous video, um, the Holy Spirit doesn't always immediately give it to you. 
sometimes it's revealed later on. You know, sometimes we drive by something and we see something and then there's a connection or there's something that comes across the TV screen and that's a connection. Or your child says something very innocently and it pulls it together. Or you have this bubbling or this bubbling within your, you know, within your tummy area or this feeling within your heart. You know, he speaks on his own timing in his own way and it's not always immediate, you know. So these questions help you hone in on the chapter, answer those questions, apply it to your life and give some other areas for the Holy Spirit to work within you and works in connection and conjunction with the Holy Spirit and whatever else he reveals to you. It, this doesn't take any of that away. All right, so I'll go ahead and conclude there. I know it was a little, a uh, little longer today, but I'll go ahead and conclude there. Okay, like I said, um, this will this will conclude the beacon for today okay but i do have to offer prayer can't leave without doing that so if you need prayer for anything it doesn't matter what it is leave it in the comments please pray for me i will definitely lift you up in prayer but it allows other people to pray for you as well creating that community of prayer we can't do life alone we weren't meant to do so that's the world view of things and we want the kingdom view of things all right to do life with each other all right. If you want to be more detailed, email me at shininglightmen. That's shininglightmen, M-I-N, at outlook.com. And I'll be glad to lift you up there as well. Why don't you go ahead and like my Facebook page and review some videos and reflections and devotions and things that are there. At symbol, shininglightmen, M-I-N. Again, that's the at symbol, shininglightmen, M-I-N. You can also uh, follow me on Instagram at shininglightministries3. And go ahead and like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Shining Light Ministries, and click on that notification bell so you can be up to date on all the latest videos. Okay, tune back in for the beacon. John chapter 6 will be next. Also, uh, again, go ahead and look at those other videos. You'll see some reflections there. And in our devotions, we left off with Ezekiel chapter 20. So Ezekiel 21 is next. All right, tune back in uh, for the beacon. John 5 is next. You all, John 6 is next. You all be and stay blessed.